It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. September is going to be a wild month. Um, And it's the potential corruption in the Joe Biden investigation and in the Trump prosecutions that's going to dominate the headlines. You are not going to be told the truth. You know that. Okay, you're going to be misled and all of that because now the press has lost all credibility. It just doesn't have any anymore. And that's why independent news agencies like mine are prospering the way they are. It's why I'm working right now because I didn't want to take this week off. Um, I wanted to build some momentum into September because there's a lot of really important stuff coming up. Um, Now, tonight, there is a story, an important story that happened on Friday that everybody missed but me. I was on vacation. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. This is unbelievable. Okay. So President Biden's vacationing in Lake Tahoe last week, right? On Friday... He wanders out, and the press is camped right in front of the house he was staying in free. But all presidents do that. I mean, I don't think Trump did it because he owns so much stuff, but presidents take free houses on vacation all the time. Um, Anyway, so Biden wanders out, and a press person yells a question. Go. 
Are you planning to sit for an interview with a special counsel looking into the documents matter? All right, that was low. I'm going to read it to you. The question, Mr. President, are you planning to sit for an interview with the special counsel looking into the documents matter? Biden, there's no such request and no such interest. Now, a special counsel was appointed eight and a half months ago. His name is Robert Herr. He's being paid by the taxpayer. He was appointed by Merrick Garland. Biden is saying for eight and a half months, Herr has not contacted him. And Biden's opinion is Herr has no interest in doing so. That's shocking. And if true, shows you the fix is in. Because the guy who took the documents out of Washington, some of which are classified, was Vice President Biden. You don't ask him anything in eight and a half months? It's, I've seen corruption all throughout my career. I've never seen anything like the Merrick Garland Justice Department, and that includes Watergate. Never seen anything. Now, NBC News reported on August 11th, okay, that Biden's lawyers were in discussion with hers group for an interview. This is what NBC News reported on August 11th. They haven't reported anything subsequently. So either Biden doesn't know that, which is possible because he's, he's diminished, or NBC filed an erroneous report. Got to be one or the other. Because Biden clearly said, and I'll quote it again, there's been no such request from the special prosecutor of the Justice Department and no such interest, unquote. So either Biden is so far out there he doesn't even know, or NBC totally booted the story. Now, you think NBC would follow up on this, right? No. No. It's, it's just stunning. It is just stunning. So what we have here is another Hunter Biden situation. The fix is in under Merrick Garland, the attorney general. There's no other way to read it. No other way. Eight and a half months, Biden hasn't been interviewed. Okay, let me give you a timeline. So on November 2nd, 2022, the White House itself informed the National Archives that Joe Biden took documents he was not entitled to take, by the way, as vice president. November 2nd, 2022. All right, this is on your screen. I'm doing a timeline now. On January 12, 2023, okay, a little more than two months later, Garland appoints Robert Hur special counsel. On June 2nd, June 7th, I should say, of this year, Congressman Jim Jordan, all right, 
asked for an update, a scope memo. What is the scope of the her investigation? Okay, which is responsible, right? Where, where are you going with this? The House committee that I chair wants to know. The Judiciary Committee, okay? Stonewall. Garland won't give him a scope memo. Stonewall. You heard about this? Have you, did anybody report that? Uh-uh. No. Okay, so that happened June 7th, 2023. It's now the end of August. There's still nothing. All right? Nothing at all. So, again, there is no question that Merrick Garland is stonewalling another investigation to help the Bidens. I don't see anything, anything, unless tomorrow Jordan gets the scope memo and then it details what her is doing or it's trying to accomplish. Oh, this is corruption. This is what I mean when I tell you that all of this stuff is going to come to a head in the fall. Has to. And the press is going to ignore most of it. What's, what's more corrupt, the federal government or the corporate media? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Let me know what's more corrupt in your opinion. Okay? The federal government, as it stands now, or the corporate media? It's a tough one. Want to know what you think? Bill at BillOReilly.com. And that is the memo. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. There's a new book out that caught my attention. 
It's called Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient, fulfilling life. The author is Teresa Mull, who joins us now from Washington, D.C. Teresa also writes, the assistant editor of The Spectator World, the oldest magazine in the English language. Wow. <laughs> All right. So um, I got a number of questions. Obviously, I wouldn't have you on if I didn't have a number of questions. What's woke in your opinion? Woke is everything you just described that the progressives are trying to push. What I write in the book is that it is a socio-political ideology that is characterized by the manipulation of noble goals uh, by radical progressives for the control and destruction of society. It's basically just radicalized progressive progressivism. It's really nothing new about it. I've been saying also that it's pretty much um, political correctness on steroids. It's the same progressive agenda that we've seen for decades now. It just has some updated language to go along with it to confuse people, act as smoke screens. And um, it's, it's also been accelerated, I, I think, in the last few years, especially since COVID. Okay. Why do you think some Americans embrace the woke ideology? You go to any major college and you're going to see the students and a lot of the professors being woke. Why? Why? Do, what's in it for them? I think because the woke masterminds and the puppet masters, as I call them, are so um, good at selling wokeness as something that sounds nice. You'll notice the terms they use are very vague. They are noble, as, as I said in the definition, they're noble goals, diversity, equity, inclusion, these things are good. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Uh, you look at the LGBT movement, it's always uh, rainbow flags and parades and happy things. So these are uh, mere smoke screens that the woke use, uh, purposely confusing language. Even the term woke itself is confusing to a lot of people. And they, they do this on purpose because um, unless you think about what they're actually trying to accomplish and pull back the curtain a little bit and see what the fruits of wokeness actually are, they're all rotten, as I go through in the book, um, you might be taken in, and a lot of people are, um, okay. unless, unless you're paying attention. Give me one really rotten thing that has come out of the woke movement. Really rotten. Yeah, I would say the transgender movement is the most rotten of all because it's uh, specifically targeting children. I cite a statistic in the book that shows how the internet and social media is uh, such an easy way that children are being taken in by transgenderism and mutilating themselves and taking hormones and doing all these things. They're very attracted by this. And Why uh, though? Why, why would sure. I, I never in my life wanted to be a girl, okay? And all the girls I know never wanted to be boys. Mm -hmm. So where did this come from? This kind of like just descended on earth from Mars or something. Well, how did this come about? Yeah, the, I mean, the, the homosexual movement has been um, progressing uh, <laughs> for years now. And the the younger that the, the progressives can get to our gener the next generation, the younger they can start their perversion. But and why do progressives want transgen more transgender people? Why, why? What difference does it make to them? 
I think that they rely on a mentally compromised society because it's easier to control people who are depressed and anxious and empty and lonely, which is uh, another, you know, set of woke, uh, rotten woke fruits that we see coming about through everything that they do, everything they touch is a poison and makes people more and more miserable. And the more miserable you are, the more you're looking for answers, the more you're looking for an identity to use one of their favorite terms. So, um, you know, if you can convince somebody that they, the gender that they're born with is not, is not actually what they are. If you can get somebody to believe something as fundamentally untrue as that, then you can control everything they do so yeah, well it's anti-tradition um, yeah it's a, it's a, another anti-tradition you don't have to be a boy if you're born a male you don't have to be a girl if you're born a female we don't believe in any of that anymore we don't believe in any religion we don't believe in any god we don't believe in any of that it, it, it all ties in but mm -hmm. at this point in history most americans don't buy this stuff and you see that in the bud light thing you saw it in target once the American people lock in on something very easy to understand, and you, it couldn't be easier when you have a, a trans person uh, pushing Bud Light, then they rebel against it in big, big, big numbers. Okay, so I don't think that the progressive movement, I think it's maybe 20 percent of the population. The problem is that most Americans are apathetic and they don't understand really what's happening to the country now. And I don't know how to solve that problem. I agree. Well, I think it starts with getting back to the, the root of things, which is our country was founded upon Christianity, Judeo-Christian values and belief in God. And you see the less people believe in God, the more wokeness has been. Yeah, but you can't people. impose that belief. Nobody can. Our government is a secular government, a secular country. And I write about this in my upcoming book, Killing the Witches, um, that there was a struggle on whether the United States was going to be a Christian nation, literally, or a secular nation. And it, it started in Salem. So anyway, but today, you're right. I mean, if you are a traditional American, religion helps you. But right now, we're a secular country. I don't see us coming back to being a religious country ever again. Do you? You. I'm an optimist and um, I have faith that um, enough people still cling to Christianity and still see the value of it. And I think actually we'll get to a certain point where um, I think this is kind of a silver lining of how how extreme and wicked the woke movement and the progressives have become that people will actually see, you know, Maybe, starting to but if you, how if, bad it is. If you just limit it to Christianity, you're eliminating Jews, Muslims, uh, Hindus, and others. So that might, you know, your message might be diluted if you just limit it to Christianity, no? Perhaps, yeah. I mean, faith in general, any sort of faith that has the same sort of principles of treating others as you would like to be treated. Yeah, and sure. Judeo-Christian philosophy. A... Absolutely. Right. I, and I Believing hope we do get back beyond to that. yourself and that something else is in charge and that you are not the be all, that you are not a God as as the first sin in the Garden of Eden. That was the temptation to make yourself like gods. And that is exactly what the woke are embracing. So getting back to believing in something higher than yourself and in serve of service, the value of service to one another. I think that is message, what our country needs to get back to. 
And we would not have uh, abolished slavery. We would not have defeated the uh, totalitarians in World War II. And we would not have become the most powerful nation on earth economically if we did not have Judeo-Christian philosophy. And now it's eroding very quickly. The name of the book is Woke Proof Your Life, Teresa Mull. So we uh, recommend you checking it out. Thanks, Ms. Mull, for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay. Right, let's bring in uh, Sean Spicer. So you know him. He's a former White House Pre Secretary under Donald Trump. Um, he's now a media guy. I'm, I'm, sure he, <laughs> I'm sure he's glad he's not a press secretary any longer. <laughs> but uh, Sean's got a new show uh, and a very creative title, The Sean Spicer Show. Took him weeks to come up with that. It's on the first TV, but here's the kicker. Spicer is on right after O'Reilly on the first. So this is the greatest lead-in of all time for Sean Spicer. I mean, how can, you, how can you not do well? My massive audience coming into you. So he joins us now from Washington. All right. God, so, I, I better not screw this up. <laughs> well, you better not because you know I'll hammer you. Um, I know. That's the worst part is you, you aren't unforgiving. So, uh, man, that's going to be it. That's tough. You'll do it. You'll do okay. Um, so you saw the Republican debate, right? Yep, I was out there. Impressions? So there's two things. I, I, I liken this bill to like a, a team that you don't root for. I can look at a team like the Jets as much as I don't like them and still appreciate a good game. I think there were several candidates that had a good game. But it also the bigger question is, did it move the needle? I think Ramaswamy is going to get a bump out of this thing. Uh, you look at the number of folks... Uh, that really thought that he was a, a great vessel. I think for Ramaswamy, he, he becomes, for people who like Donald Trump but don't want the baggage, Ramaswamy is saying, I am the younger America first version of Trump. Uh, I just don't know that that ceiling is high enough. So I think he's going to get the big bump. I think Asa Hutchinson and Doug Burgum better not book tickets to California for the next debate because they're not going to make it. Um, I think Nikki Haley had a pretty good night. DeSantis did what he had to do. But again, it all comes back to, did it move the needle? I still think that the big winner was Donald Trump that night. All right. So if Trump doesn't run um, for some reason, and again, we don't know, the next six months is going to be, and it drives me crazy because I'm pretty good at predicting stuff, but I can't predict this. Trump doesn't run. Out of all the people you've seen so far, who would your vote go to? I think it would go to DeSantis. Okay. Uh, but I understand. Can I, just, just can I, since, since you're, you, I loved how you laid out everything already in the monologue, both um, in terms of the criminal prospects. I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Let me just give you my two seconds on this. At the end of the day, you're absolutely right. You made the point to your audience and it, it can't be underscored. National polls mean nothing. This is a state-by-state -state process. It's a, it's an accumulation of delegates to about 1500 delegates. Right now, Trump is leading in Iowa, uh, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada. There's a 50-day spread that goes from the first caucus in Iowa to Super Tuesday on March 15th. That spread was 29 days in 2015. And if Trump can run the table on those four debates, four, four dates, four caucuses and primaries, he will ostensibly buy uh, Super Tuesday, be the nominee. If DeSantis beats him in Iowa, the game has changed. And if Christie were to somehow beat him in New Hampshire, which will not happen, then I think... Barring those two things, Trump becomes the nominee. It's just there, there's no way you can keep. Yeah, unless, unless he's are. derailed um, some somewhat in 
uh, the federal precincts and accords. But, but I, don't, I don't see that. I happening. think that that might happen in the general. You're seeing these states like New Hampshire contemplate using the 14th Amendment to get them off. But in the primary process, there is right now. Uh, I, I just don't see how he gets stopped barring a loss in Iowa. OK, um, you know, Mike Pence, obviously you were at the White House when Pence is VP. He doesn't seem to be catching on. You didn't even mention. Him. Yeah, well, look, I mean, he, but, but here's the Pence pitch. Uh, the Trump Pence administration, we did all this, blah, blah, blah. And I think to the average viewer or voter, you say, oh, that sounds great. And they go, but wait a second. Why would we take the number two when number one's still around? Okay, that makes sense. But uh, Trump has a lot of people in the Republican Party, and I believe this to be true, that don't want him. Again, he's just too much. They'll vote for him. I mean, if it's Trump, Biden, my God, you know, only only the ardent left could. Most people stay home, I think, see a suppressed turnout on that. But if you're a Republican, you can't vote for the other side. I'm going to do a special on Thursday, and I hope you watch it because it comes on right before you, on how the Democratic Party has disintegrated here in this country just within the last four years, five years. Not the party it used to be, and I'm going to lay that out. But anyway, um, there are Republicans who don't want Trump. Pence a clean guy. I mean, he doesn't have anything in his uh, resume that's troubling, but he's Stern out there. He doesn't seem to be connecting. That's what I see. You're No, spot on. Um, and you're absolutely right about two things. One, look, the reality is a vote for Joe Biden in the general election is a vote for Kamala Harris. We all know that. Uh, that's number one. Number two is you're absolutely right on your analysis of Pence. And that's why I think uh, Ramaswamy did so well. He connected to people with the same sort of energy and enthusiasm and authenticity that Trump did in 2015. Mike Pence uh, might have been a good number two, a good, you know, Ed McMahon to Johnny Carson. But when Carson decided he wasn't going to keep going, they didn't say, well, let's elevate Ed McMahon. They went looking for a Jay Leno out there. And okay. I think that's, you know, to yeah, use the I mean, look, night- he didn't do, uh, he's not catching on. So it's not going to happen for Mike Pence. Now, Ramaswamy, I'm going to invite him on my program uh, probably after Labor Day. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he shows up um, because it's a whole different ball game with me. Um, and particularly on foreign policy, where Ramaswamy, let's say he's perplexing to those of us who know the history of uh, Europe and Russia and China. Um, I don't know whether Ramaswamy, it'll be interesting to see if he comes in here. Two tips. Well, one, I, I think it would Go be ahead. stupid. Any, any serious candidate that doesn't take the invitation to appear with you is an idiot. Well, that's that, number one. Look, Nikki Haley blew us off in a disrespectful that's, way. Okay, and where is she? And I wasn't surprised, by the way, and I I wasn't because from all of my experience and I met uh, the former ambassador, the former governor. And, you know, uh, she has a sense of entitlement, Nikki Haley. People don't know that, but that to me, I know that to be true. And so when we invited her, we were very respectful to her. And and so now she just blew us off like what you're not worthy, like we're not worthy. Okay, that's fine. I'm not. You know, does it annoy me a little bit, but do I hold it against her? No. If her policies, if I think that she would be a good chief executive, I'd vote for Nikki Haley over Joe Biden or anybody on the Democratic side right now. Um, But they, you know, these people, Ramaswamy is a different cat, as Dennis Miller might say. 
uh, be interesting to see if he comes in here. Um, two tips for you. You ready for okay. tip number one? Don't, I got my pen. Don't say at the end of the day. Don't do that. Every low IQ moderator in the world says two things at the end of the day. And what do you make of that? Yeah, you, you, Sean Spicer, are a brilliant man. You don't need oh. to fall back on that. And number two, okay. try to be as nonpartisan as you can be, um, because we have too much partisan stuff. We really do. If Trump does something stupid, say it. Um, you know, that Mar-a-Lago thing. Let me ask you this as a parting gift. I still can't figure out why he didn't give the documents back from Mar-a-Lago. Can you? No, there, and I'll, first, and I'll agree with you right off the bat. I, I think what I, my goal is to call balls and strikes. I know this game, but I've been playing it for 30 years. Uh, my goal is to give people insight. I want our side to win. I, I'm, on a, I'm very clear about where I come down on this, but I'm with you on that. Look, the end of the, uh, at the beginning of the day, see, I caught myself. Uh, this is why he's so good with the tips. I, I think he should have, and he could have argued for them back. We would not be here. And I, I don't think that that undermines his argument. That No, he wasn't I, it doesn't make any sense. Why create the beef? Why give them the opening? Because that's the strongest but, case you know, they have. So I've been I've been around. I've had a security clearance for 24 years. I've been around classified documents uh, through my service in the military. I, I get it. He believed he was entitled to him. There is a process and he could have followed the process. Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. and still got where he wanted to get and argued. And I think people would have probably come down on his side in a lot of the cases. But there is a reason we classify information. It's to protect our sources and methods. And we need, and remember, he is the one who campaigned against Hillary Clinton saying that she was undeserving of the presidency with how she handled our side, the side that I'm on anyway, because uh, I know you try to call much more balls and strikes. I will unabashedly say I want a Republican to win, but we need to be better than them. And we need to be have better arguments. And don't give them that big cudgel. All right, Sean Spicer, everyone. The first TV right after O'Reilly. He's never going to say uh, at the end Apple, of the day again. <laughs> never. But I will say this. During your day, please go to Apple Podcasts and download the audio version. It's super helpful because, like Bill, I agree what he said in the, in, in the talking points. All right. Memo, independent. Apple Podcast, Super Apple, Sean Spicer. Hey, Sean, we'll talk from time to time. I hope. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Always. Thank you for your support and your kind words. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. And you know, News Nation's interesting new network. It's coming up. You know, it's a slow slog. Um, and I appear on Monday with Leland Vittert, former Fox News alumni. And then on Wednesday with Chris Cuomo. A lot of you have seen that. And um, I, like, I like the tone of the network. They get a lot of information out. And then they bring somebody like me in. I mean, none of the other networks would do that because they're afraid of me. They're not going to bring me in. But they're not. News Nation. Anyway, um, the conversation was on why this propaganda about white supremacy is taking root in the media. Go. By modern media standards, hate is only worth covering when it's hate by one kind of shooter, specifically a white male. Bill O'Reilly is here, host of the No Spin News. Bill, you've got more history uh, perspective than I do. How did we get here? Well, it's a uh, media problem, um, and it's also a Democratic Party strategy. So the progressive left wants to portray the United States as a racist country dominated by white supremacists. That's the narrative. If you fit into that narrative, then you'll get coverage. If you don't, you won't. So it's not pure skin color. This is politics. Shortly after uh, the Jacksonville murders by this uh, racist loon who committed suicide, Vice President Harris put out a statement, and you talked earlier to a guest about the vice president, and the statement said that African-American people are afraid to come out of their homes because they may be confronted by white people with guns. So my staff did a little research, and we led with this on the No Spin News, which you can access on BillOReilly.com. Columbia University, certainly not a right-wing institution, put out a psychiatric study that said 15% of all the public shootings in America are generated by racists. And that includes blacks against whites or Asians, 15%. 85% of public shootings are generated by criminals, mostly drug gangs, predominantly African-Americans. So the truth is that, yes, in urban areas, many African-Americans are afraid to come out because of the violence, but the violence is being driven by minority drug gangs. Now, Kamala Harris knows that because she was attorney general in California. 
but she'd never say it because it goes against the progressive narrative. That's what this is all about. And that's what Biden did. Okay. now at this point in his life, Biden believes anything that anybody tells him um, for 10 minutes and then forgets about whatever the conversation was. Okay, that's not a pass for Biden. But historically, Joe Biden has not been sympathetic to African-Americans. That's a provable fact. And I'm going to play you a couple of sound bites now. Now, the man has no core belief system. You saw that on abortion. Here's a Roman Catholic who makes a big deal out of going to mass, and he turns around and supports abortion on demand for any reason. Whereas, whereas, maybe 15 years ago, he was pro-life, but now he's flip-flop because his progressive masters want abortion on demand. So in the racial uh, terms, this is fascinating, again, One of the reasons that you watch and listen to me is that I combine journalism with history. So you'll remember a man named Senator Strom Thurmond, South Carolina, one of the biggest racists ever to serve in the U.S. um, Senate in modern times. So Thurmond was very powerful. In 1957, he tried to kill the Civil Rights Act. He failed. Eisenhower signed it. And then again in 1965, an updated Civil Rights Act. Thurmond again tried to kill it. Here's what Joe Biden said about Strom Thurmond. Go. Strom Thurmond is in every respect the son of the South. And as it was said of Robert E. Lee, Strom is an opponent without hate, a friend without treachery, a statesman without pretense, a soldier without cruelty, and a neighbor without hypocrisy. That's been the story of my relationship with Strom, we're occasionally referred to as the odd couple. Okay, so if he is an opponent without hate, why would he, Strom Thurmond, try to block legislation that would help African Americans? He must dislike African Americans. What other reason would there be? So Biden was buddies, not, not just, you know, hi, how are you? They're pals. And he was also pals with a number of other Southern racists in the Senate. Roll the tape. I never thought I'd develop deep personal relationships with men whose position played an extremely large part in my desire to come to the Senate in the first place to change what they believed in. Eastland, Stennis, Thurman. All these men became my friends. And none of them were unrepentant about hurting black Americans. None of them. While they were in the Senate. But they're Biden's friends. So would Joe be friends with a white supremacist? I don't know any white supremacists in the Senate. I don't think there are any. Would he be friends with them? So Biden is a, a man of no seasons. He has no core belief. Right now, he is being totally driven by the progressive left. He's almost a captive, but it's not against his will. And this is, the hypocrisy of Joe Biden is absolutely stunning. 
on what his core belief system allegedly is and what he has done in his life. Tribalism. So we're divided into tribes. This is basically the media's fault. And I remember Ted Koppel coming on the O'Reilly Factor telling me that the division in the country was all my fault. Because what I did was establish a primetime news program that laid out in no uncertain terms what my belief system was. That's what the O'Reilly Factor was. That's why it was named the O'Reilly Factor. Koppel objected to that. Why? Because Koppel is a devoted liberal, and he knew that I was making tremendous strides in traditional conservative communities because they finally had a voice to counter the Koppels of the world. Koppel didn't like that. Now, I was polite because I respect Ted Koppel as a journalist, a good journalist, right? Um, but I knew what he was doing. But now, the news industry is, to use a cliche, on steroids, and that divides people. So if you watch MSNBC, you've got to be a devoted liberal. You can't be independent. You can't be traditional. You can't. There's so much garbage on that thing. If you watch Fox, nine, what is it, 97%? The last survey, conservative people watching Fox. When I was there, it was 60%. And it was uh, 20% liberal and 20% independent or undefined. Okay, now it's 95, 97%. Because that's what FNC has decided to do. Program for the people who believe in conservative tenets. I never did that. I wanted everybody to watch the factor. And everybody pretty much did at one time or another. So the electronic media includes talk radio has made us into tribes, so we consume our own news, okay? So the New York Times, you can't read it unless you're a liberal, all right? I can't read it at all because I, every article I can see what they're doing and how they're misleading their readers. I can't read that. I can't read the Washington Post. I just get too angry, and I'm not learning anything from them. I can read the Wall Street Journal, and I do every day, all right? And I got my other news sources that I go to for one thing or another. But this tribalism um, promotes hatred, all right? So if you're not in my tribe, I don't like you, and I want to hurt you in some times. Now, I got to tell you, I get thousands of letters a week from all over the world because the no-spin news now goes everywhere. And uh, I don't get a lot of hate. I don't. And now we have standard, very strict procedures about what you can and can't write on our message boards, everything like that. You can't use profanity, you can't write any hate stuff, you can't do it. But the, the mail that I get is not full of hate, it's full of concern, okay? So I would say that most of my audience does not like Joe Biden. They don't like him personally, they don't like him as a president. But the level of hate against Trump far more than what I'm seeing against Biden. So that's where you want to be. You want to, and the Republican Party wants to be there as well. So Hannity, he did something very smart by interviewing Gavin Newsom. That was smart. It was smart of Newsom to participate. And now Hannity's trying to put together a debate between DeSantis and Newsom. Very good. Very good. That's what we should be trying to do here. Strong convictions and beliefs 
are excellent. All right? I'm a man who does that. And I admire and respect that. As long as they're based on honesty and what's good for America. I said last night on News Nation uh, with Chris Cuomo that Mitch McConnell, that uh, what's her name in uh, Feinstein, Senator of California, and Joe Biden should all resign today because they can't do their jobs and they're not helping the country by keeping their power. Out, get out. You're not helping the country. But they won't. Tribalism, not a good thing. Keep an open mind. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Okay. So it has been a terror dog summer here on the East end of Long Island. Um, Holly is a Corgi, a Pembroke Corgi, uh, breed originates in Wales. They are sheep herder dogs. So she likes to be out on the grass, but it makes her tired. But she sleeps with one eye open, keeping an eye on me. Okay? Or if any snacks. Now there's Holly after a day at the beach. Holly is exhausted. Okay? Very cute dog. Um, she is emblematic of BillOReilly.com. She's our mascot. And um, Corgis in America now, I, and it's because of Holly. Holly has 3 million Twitter followers or X followers, whatever it is. <laughs> and we post on BillOReilly.com pictures of Holly's all the time. But Holly has caught on, and now a lot of people want Corgis. And they have actual Corgi races out in California where a bunch of Corgis, they, they race against each other, and they... Televise it. It's hysterical. But if you want a corgi, you got to get a big vacuum cleaner. These dogs shed because they weren't bred to be indoor dogs. All right. As I said, they're sheep herder dogs. In Wales, they don't bring them in. They're out in the field chasing around uh, the sheep, making sure the sheep don't fall off the cliff. And they have great balance, corgis. Uh, Holly the terror dog has never fallen into the pool or the ocean. Doesn't go in. Goes right up, but doesn't go in. Okay? And I, once in a while, you figure she'd slip. Never. Never. But the dog sheds like crazy. Final thing. The late Queen of England had, at one time, a dozen corgis because they're so cute. But the Queen never walked one in her entire existence because she had servants to do that. Well paid. But I, your humble correspondent, all right, I'm up 
in the morning walking a terror dog because the terror dog has a schedule <laughs> and does not like to deviate from that schedule. So my eyes open and guess who's staring at me like this? Terror dog wants to go out and have breakfast. And she's not hearing any excuses. That's what the terror dog wants. And the terror dog has the loudest bark in the world, which works to my favor because people think I got a German shepherd in the house. Anyway, it's been a terror dog summer. Holly's the best. I hope you have a nice pet. We'll see you on Monday. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.